If we couldn't say fuck, we couldn't talk about Mario Party. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, episode two of Stay a While and Listen, a generalist gaming podcast. Uh, today, continuing our overall discussion on group play with uh, some competitive gaming and kind of seeing where it goes from there. Uh, it's not going to all be about competitive gaming, I guarantee that. Um, Probably going to start off with a little PvE, PvP conversation and devolve into talking about just general uh, games where you're not necessarily playing with each other, but you're not necessarily playing against each other either. Because this is all about multiplayer month. Fallout 70. Well, Fallout 76 is not supposed to be against each other, but people on the internet are visceral, hateful people, and eventually they will shoot you. You don't have to shoot each other on that, but they, they'll just end up you, you can make any game versus. Let's just put that right out there. Because. Well, I mean, you can't turn friendly I mean, fire off on something. I mean, come on. Come on. Minecraft. You can go in there and even just invite all your friends on. We're going to do a farming community, even though one person is over there building the, the uh, villager farm and you just have swaths of villagers stacked on top of each other and it's kind of really creepy because it's all stone and just looks like a prison i digress well i mean <laughs> if you're gonna look at pvp um you're gonna have to take it back a while and you're gonna have to take it once again back to arcades but if you want to say pvp as it is things that are built for pvp sports you ball. need to look at tournaments things that have tournaments so you look at evo uh, you look at a lot of different fighting games. Uh, the Capcom Cup is a big one. Uh, we also got more newer than fighting games. We have the Battle have, Royale genre. Yeah, PUBGs. Yeah. You have, uh, right now there's a league in Overwatch. You and have those uh, old arcade machines that had the full race car sitting, and you got guys with $5 with quarters. Who's going to have the best time? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And even if they weren't built for PvP, uh it was competitive in the way that we kept score. As soon as you have scores, as soon as you have points, it's no longer just about can you beat the game. It's can you put ass in the top score. Yeah. Yes. Can, you, can, can you put your name <laughs> at the top? And as soon as that became a thing, you had things like speedrun. Like you'll, there's a documentary. It's not completely accurate, but it's called Fistful of Quarters. Um, which deals with uh, the champ at the time. It was, it was a big scandal. The, uh, the perfect uh, Pac-Man? It, it was, yeah, there was a perfect Pac-Man, and then there was one about uh, the guy who was the reigning holder of Donkey Kong. Same. And, I mean, mind you, there's a lot of scandal mired with that record. Uh, there should be an asterisk by it, in my opinion. And I think, actually, I think they did take it away from him. I think he actually had to contest it. But... It was a big deal. It was a Guinness Book of World's Record. I mean, as soon as you have points, you have competition. That That's plain and simple. But you also have games built for competition. I think you're wrong. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I do, think you're wrong. Do, I, think you, I think you have competition even before points. Well, yeah, fight probably. About it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, you're, you're going to have a competitive circuit. The difference is, is when you put points or also when you monetize it. Um, there's an old convention a long time ago. Wow, this is going to date me, but 
I don't know if you ever heard of QuakeCon. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Eons ago. Back Eons when ago. I was, but, back, back when I can, uh, cared a lot about the Jedi mods and the X-Men mods. Yeah. All for Quake. So QuakeCon, since it was so modular, people could do whatever they wanted with it. It was basically an open source game at that point. Uh, but it was a huge convention where people would land everything together. It was also a huge competition. And it was sort of the scene, the esports scene before there was an esports scene. Um, I remember when it came to Street Fighter, you had, uh, at least in America, two large uh, arcades, uh, east and west sides, but you had it mainly in Cali. You had uh, the biggest tournaments that came there. Some of the first Evos, they didn't look like much. They weren't very big, but like you'll take a, a very historic moment. I think it's called Moment 23, and I'm going to get emails about this because I don't remember the exact number. But the two competitors was Daigo Umahara and, uh, oh, and then the other guy went on to win uh, Capcom versus Marvel a lot. Uh, can't remember the name. It's Chun-Li and... It, and Daigo was playing Ken, and it was Street Fighter Alpha 3, and there's a parry command. As soon as that happened, it went viral. Uh, he parried 25 hits in a row, couldn't take any chip damage, had to do... He parried a super from Chun-Li. And he couldn't have taken any one of those hits, even by blocking, he would have taken chip damage and died. He blocks every one of them, and then finishes it with his own super. Um... I'm probably going to remember the other contestant because the other one is still actually both Daigo and the other guy. I can't remember his name are both running in fighting circles and still in tournaments to this day. I remember uh, one of the podcasts that I let's just be honest. The whole reason I want to do this is I listen to a lot of podcasts, especially at work uh, was a Wizard and the Bruiser did one on Smash Brothers, and they went into the whole competitive ski- scene. And oh yeah, yeah, that the was, four gods of Smash. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't worry about names. You're trying to find, remember another one. Don't screw yourself up mentally. Next thing we'll know, we'll, t- we'll have Matt telling us about how Mario kicks everyone's ass at Mortal Kombat. Jesus, I can tell you why that'll never happen. Finish him. Woohoo! Uh, the one my big personal memory as far as is Soul Calibur two in our local malls arcade. It had that uh, mode where you had your mm-hmm. created character, which wasn't really created. It was just no, a named. It was a named version of some other Mitsurugi or whatever, moves, or yeah. Key Leak or whichever. But you'd claim an area of the world map. That was divided by into three clans yeah, that was or fairly four genius. clans or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point in time, I was the highest rated Mitsurugi in our podunk town. Yeah. And uh, fourth overall on the machine for our fucking mall. I felt like a god. <laughs> yeah, but like, okay, by the way, edit moment 37. But that's neither here nor there. But no, but like when they had the competitive things where you could do that, uh, and that was... That is a big part of PvP. What a lot of people don't understand is it's not winning the tournaments. Uh, when you start talking about the different things that come into play with tournaments and stuff, it's mainly bragging rights. People do this to claim territory. Because especially back in the arcade days, you could claim an arcade. That would be your territory. If you were the top arcade. dog there, people would line up to play against you. 
um, in Evo. Fucking 80s kids for you right there. Yeah, and in things like uh, the Capcom Cup and things like Evo and things like that. This is my air hockey table. Ah, when yeah. I all step these into things the arcade, before my time. Yeah. When I step in the arcade, I don't care where you're at in your game. You step off of my side. Oh, yeah. Uh, but a lot of people don't realize that now there's training areas for each of these different games. And these okay. training areas are sponsored, and each of these sponsors basically claim, like California is claimed by uh, Fox, I think it's Fox Gaming. Candace is giving a side eye at the concept of the I walk into the arcade and take my uh, air hockey table. You have to remember, this is before the internet and well, obviously. Kind, of so- kind of sort Just- of almost before Nintendo at home. Well, and it's, it's the same. It's just it really it. feels like one of those things that you see in the movies, like Back to the Future, where it's like, Get out of the way, McFly. Well, I mean, the thing about it is, is that you have this before you have video games. You have it in pool halls, mm-hmm. and you'd have pool hustlers. Well, they would claim a table, yeah. and if you could beat them, you get the table and the bet. Mm-hmm. And. and- and the pinball arc- pinball machine? Yeah. There was one pinball oh, machine yeah. per place, and you know that one person who's, that's my high score, my name on it, oh, get yeah. out of my way, it's my table, oh, yeah. it's my game. Well, and the other you thing- You should know this. Like The other thing is, is that back in the arcades, a lot of people forget this, there was gambling on those games. Yes, there People was. would bet money on fighting games. It, it became a problem probably in the mid-90s, but, you know, you, you people would bet- not only, you know, the next game I can beat you, but they would put money on it. You can bet on anything that well, you yeah, first. Well, yeah, but especially nice <laughs> You want to fight about it? I'll take that bet. <laughs> I apologize. I say, the, please the tell combat, me that you're betting on me. of this conversation <laughs> <laughs> my personality. Yes. But I mean, think fight about me. it, though. I mean, I don't know if this happens with you. Mm. I don't know if this is uh, a gendered-oriented thing. I don't know. And I don't know if it has to do with chemicals in the brain or testosterone. <laughs> Mind you, I'm, I'm, well, let me specify, probably sex-oriented. Genders, I'm not going to get into the whole sex versus gender, but genders, a social construct. But yeah. that aside, <laughs> that aside, um, show me one guy who doesn't get on a losing streak who doesn't get mad as hell. Like I, I, guys, I've seen it happen to women I, too. I, I've seen it happen I to women get too, but it's really not really mad and storm off. And it's not as often. <laughs> I've played plenty of times with women that I, I think it depends on care. the women. Yeah, it <laughs> does depend <laughs> on the women. You have not but seen it me play games. Well. <laughs> it, it, the, the, the point is not to say does it or does it not happen to women, but when you get a room full of guys in a fighting game, oh, everyone's chest bunch chest chest thumping and yeah and people are gonna have salt there's whole compilations on youtube especially out of the community coming out of smash salt compilations that oh are hilarious. no joke <laughs> oh my gosh watching children throw wii controllers into walls oh yeah yeah if you go to a smash tournament or something, yeah. they will rip the cords out they will lose and certain players have it worse than others or my friend who punched his laptop screen <laughs> while we were losing at League of Legends. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and yeah. then he definitely didn't win ever again. Yeah. But I mean, that's. No, because the th- then he hooked it up to his TV and we went on to play another couple of rounds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, that's the one thing that I won't do is I will not throw controllers, smash mice, pick up a keyboard, bash, 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 bash. Oh, I've Be- thrown controllers. For this reason, I grew up with the idea of you broke it. 
you're not getting another one. So I'm like, I'd need to buy this again. Okay. Uh, well, that that, <sighs> that worked click, click, on click, me, click, 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 that click. concept. It stuck until I became gainfully employed. Yeah. And then I'm I was like, still no, too cheap for no, that. No, fuck it. This is my controller. Though, I will tell you this. You know still what made me stop that. doing that with uh, fighting games? Huh. When I bought an expensive stick. <laughs> when I bought an expensive <laughs> stick and I modded it and everything else, and then I'll get mad because I'll be playing Street Fighter V. Actually, we're at we're at Street Fighter Five Champions Edition now, and I would lose my mind, and I'd pick it up and be like, "Nope, this is well over three hundred dollars now. <laughs> we're into that price range again, where I can't buy another one right off the bat." This is where he has this cheap, generic Mad Cats. I was gonna say next to him, he has sling it. <laughs> he has the Play School controller that when it hits the wall, it <laughs> yeah, but. I mean, there's there's a lot of and people put a lot of money into competitive too. Not only not only into the the game, but the the cost for competitive players or the gear. Like just I was going to say, you don't even have to get into like the physical gear of like this is my controller in my hand. Yes, like so take PC games, MMOs. Almost every MMO anymore has your PvP portion of it whether it's in part of the open world concept or you have to go through a magical portal that takes you into the pvp realm whatever it is there are people that spend money literal world money to buy the gear so that they can go and kick other people's asses in the pvp realm so well i mean like uh some of the shit like and wow some of the moves on the hard gear Wrecked. front, even if you if you remember when WoW came out back in the day, um, well, because I'm playing WoW Classic right now. Well, the no, but I, not work. the game in and of itself. Okay. I'm talking about the phenomenon that happened around it. With it, it came out of shooters on PC, but mouse mouse buttons used to be two, mm-hmm. and trackballs mm-hmm. used to be two in a wheel. When you started getting people that were actually putting money and honor onto a video game, yeah, the mouse button started multiplying. Oh, the yeah. keyboard started to be sensitive based, uh, you know, to where you could hit it and it would come back quicker because any small edge, people Was wanted edge it because it justified wanted. the time in the game. It justified that they were good at it. Oh, yeah. I'm not even a PC gamer, well, but because I don't like the touchpad on this laptop. I've got a 12-button, five-setting mouse yeah. here. Well, yeah, because one, uh, one of the first gifts that I got from my husband, he was like, man, this mouse that I've had for the longest time is finally dying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, distance relationship, I'm going to do something nice. And he's like, this mouse has to have like a minimum of, I think it was like 16 buttons. Mm-hmm. And having not come from that culture of gaming, I'm like, what mouse has 16 <laughs> buttons? Yeah, I remember. It blows my mind. And he starts showing me. I'm like, oh, my God, they exist. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, uh, I remember key binding all those different things to your, your hotkeys. I remember having oh, yeah. five buttons on the side. Just, ooh, I was awesome. I had five full buttons on the side for during the, the age of like I commented, the Quake mm-hmm. Jedi mods and X-Men mods. Yeah. Or like. And, and there, there's a good argument to be made for it, because if you're wanting to play League of Legends at the peak of what you can play it at, the best that you can play it at, 
there is a millisecond between when your hands can reach a key to a key. But there's a big difference if your hand is resting on the side of a mouse. That time spent mm-hmm. actually makes a difference. Oh, that's like a... They I'm, literally have... I don't know if it's a competition, but they have where it's like, okay, everyone's going to click and we're going to count how fast you click. These people will click just in the middle of doing nothing just so that they maintain like the 120 clicks per second sort of whatever. I don't know. I'm making numbers up. I went to... I'm going to get an email about that. I know it. I had myself a nice little uh, StarCraft... Mm-hmm. Uh, memory binge, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody reminded me Warcraft Three was being remade, and I was like, "Well, I pre-ordered that. Is it out yet?" Nope. I never got around to Starcraft Two. Let me get Starcraft Two. I can play in Starcraft Two. The end of every custom game mm-hmm. moves per minute, or yeah, what? Huh? I don't care. I'm casual playing a bunch of computers why are you fucking mm-hmm. counting now people would use it for training mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well one of the things there's even a controversy that came out of uh i'm trying to say executive cup i can't remember but uh so you have a you have several different options when it comes to fighting games you have the pad people are still pad players then you have a stick and there's a whole line of different sticks and you have a square gate or a diamond gate or an octic uh there's square gate and then circle gate, sorry. Then there's a thing called a hitbox. And what it is, is mm-hmm. you know how you set up on the keyboard with your fingers here and you had the inputs AS... ASDW. Yeah, ASDW. Yeah. They have that on, basically take yourself a stick, uh, 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 the box of a stick. Yeah. You have your normal hand over here for the different input pad for the hitting. Your movement is also input buttons. Yeah. It was a controversy because what you can do with a stick is when you roll it to do a super move, like take uh, um, Ryu's Hadoken. It's quarter, quarter circle forward punch, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's easy enough to do. You're not going to lose any time. On hitbox, you'd hit the down and then forward button, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then you get to someone like Zangief. Who you do a roll all the way around. 360 and then quarter roll forward. Yeah. Or you can shortcut it and roll and then up and diagonal and then input then. And then you don't have to go all the way back around the roll. Or if you have your hand, you can cheat it out by pressing the buttons just all at the same time. And it will input it in that way. And people actually got hitboxes, these new newer hitboxes banned. Because it cheated to shortcut into the actual movement, to where you could just push a combination of buttons instead of actually going through the movements and cut down the time by, you know, two or three frames of input time, and people got mad. They thought of it as as cheating because now it was less skill based. Like those friends who uh, insisted on using their third party controller in the video games of the day. Yeah, insert Mad Cats here. <laughs> or turbo controller yeah, or yeah. whichever, whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, like the, the when the turbo button first came out? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Like, I still have... A, okay, so I will admit my my stick has a turbo button. It's, a, it's one that's a universal stick, so it can go to any play system. It's not the best, but it's, you know, it's modular and I could do stuff with it. It has a turbo button, 
in Mortal Kombat 11 when it came out, you could go online and you could do towers, and it rated how many towers you completed with uh, against everybody in the world. Uh, me and Austin were rated in the top 10%. Here's one. You can set an AI to do your fights, put their commas and everything. That's all nice and good, but you still have to push the button to get from the screen, right? What you can do is the AI, the latency can go through and his inputs will go in, and you set a turbo button and put it down, and it, it basically, behind the scenes, is pressing the next button constantly. <laughs> so I, I would leave it on, let it sit, turn the turbo button on, since the the energy for the my stick comes from the machine itself that is ever zooked into, I just leave it on, go to work. I will have just ground through several hundred towers by the time I get home because it just <laughs> select the next because it turbo button that button. And so we're in the top 10% because the rest of them were doing that too. Do you remember um, Mortal Kombat has the had the mode? I think it was... Mortal Kombat 2 Super Nintendo had the little mode where it had the little block of started you off with ice and then wood and then concrete and then diamond Test and steel. Your might. Test, right? Mm-hmm. And how it was done was A B A B A B A B A B A B A B to build up the meter and then you hit the button mm-hmm. to drop it. My friend William and I were quite proud of the fact that we could outbreak the turbo buttons. Oh really? Yes. You know my favorite my favorite <laughs> hack I ever remember on that was? Someone with an electric toothbrush. They got it just the right vibration, just the right pressure that it just read as multiple pressings and they just held the toothbrush over it and just added it off. We, we would turn the controller sideways, Yep. rub your thumb back and forth on the two buttons. Oh, well, Mario Party makes you do that crap now and just then to get up the stupid hit flag. The, hit the, the shoulder button shoulder, to activate yeah. with your thumb. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we could break Diamond. Oh my goodness. What a turbo if, couldn't handle diamond. And if you're listening, uh, Ruby. This was just training for when you became teenagers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if you think that is cool, if you honestly think that is that is cool, there is a competitive fighter that you need to look up. His name is Brawly Legs. Okay? Wait, what? Brawly Legs. There's a reason he's called that. He plays Chun-Li at a competitive level, a really high competitive level. Okay, now it makes sense. He can't use his legs, and his arms are almost immobile. He plays with a normal pad, with one hand for pressure, and his face moves the D-stick. And he actually, with just different movements of how he moves the controller and everything, he does real good. He actually got into uh, the Capcom League that they hosted uh, when they had teams competition. And it's amazing to watch. And I was always like, oh, I can do this with the controller. Because there's some people that will just put the controller in their lap and play inputs with your hands up because you have less time. This dude just had the, had the game, nothing better to do. A dream, and he's actually a real cool guy too. If you ever talked to him, Matt was holding his hands up T Rex style for mm-hmm. the for yeah. the putting the inputs on the controller. Yeah, sorry. I, I would also like to point out he mentioned people having a stick, their own personal arcade stick. He says he has one. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had an arcade stick? No. The last arcade stick I had was the NES Advantage. 
These are all third party. I don't think any of them make a stick anymore. That's a big name. So I just figured the damn. I, I figured I would make a mention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, of course, being January, uh, I picked up Soul Calibur Six for uh, the holidays. Yeah, Astroth, that's all I have to say. Anyway, so I picked up the fighting game. First thing I check out is, you know, of course, create a player. Yeah, cool. It's the only, the big thing that I've always said uh, Soul Calibur has going for it is the, for lack of a better word, the arcade mode. Yeah. And the there, there are all, all, every fighting game has a story. Oh uh, yeah, but, but Street, uh, but Soul Calibur mm. has a single player mode. <laughs> yeah, well, and what's real weird is Street Fighter when it was released, Street Fighter Five had a story mode, but it didn't have an arcade mode. It didn't take till uh beginning of last year, and it's a five year old game before they even had an arcade mode. I know Mortal Kombat always comes out with arcade mode, but they call it Towers. But like. Well, come on. Even when, because of the first Mortal Kombat that I knew before it was on any sort of console, was literally an arcade game. I oh, think yeah. we had like two, three, maybe for the family business. So that's the way that I knew the game. Yeah. So you could either play the game yourself and you'd move up the tower or you'd play against somebody else. So, mm-hmm. Oh, that's just classic game. So, period, yeah. yeah, that's the thing where you're saying like tower is you know, replicating the arcade mode. No, that's really the arcade game that I remember from being a yeah. kid. Well, I mean, and they did it with a tower. Mind you, arcade mode for like, uh, I will say both Sam Show and Street Fighter was like a little plane that you'd have a map. You'd be like, you fly here to fight this person. You fly there to fight this person. But like, I mean, either way, whatever, whatever you visually you know, signify going to the next fighter is because I know King of Fighter did that too. Is like you traveled to a place, and then it, it was it was generally the same as Tower, but yeah, it, it was it was they were basically quarter munching, and they'd get you about Fighter Five would be at a difficulty too stupid high, so you had to play more quarters into it. Uh, uh well. So moving on to the con- from the concept of fighting games, yeah, <laughs> because that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, you poor baby. I love I love fighting games. You, you leave me alone. We'll talk about WoW. You can have your day in the sun with that. <laughs> I, actually, I was going to move on to. We will have uh, a day of MMOs eventually. We're going to have to talk about the elephant in the room, MOBAs no, and uh. Battle arenas and oh, so Fortnite like PUBG's, and- MOBAs, yeah, um, League, Dota. Well, and a lot of people Fortnite forget that can go fuck itself. Fortnite. Fighting games didn't make esports. League, MOBAs, those yeah. made esports. Those in the hands of of Korea, China, and Japan made esports. And those get their those get their life from RTSs, which is real time strategies. So that's what. So you'd have competitive StarCraft. Well, Dota came out from a World of Warcraft custom map, hero controlled. Yeah, Dota. That came out of Dota. 
Egga's Dota was just a fan's homage to... I thought Dota was more actually along the lines of a Diablo-ish clone. No, it straight no. up was a custom level in Warcraft 3. Yeah, that oh. was, that was okay. a fan-made uh, way to play the game from Warcraft 3. People loved then it I so much. Then I heard wrong somewhere along that. the line. Or maybe that was Torchlight. Well, I mean, with Diablo, oh, okay. you get like things like Exile. You got a lot of different things that come out of that. Yeah. And Diablo in and of itself wasn't the first to do that. But, I mean, you're going to have to look at the scene from StarCraft, from Dota. All those came from RTSs. So you had things like Age of Empires. You had things like Command & Conquer. I don't think Command & Conquer or I think the last one I remember that had any competitive anything because it was online was Tiberian Sun from that era. Mm -hmm. I know that what Blizzard did right, Blizzard made... Uh, StarCraft, easy to get online, and they gave it a ranking system, which is you could go Bronze Star to Silver Star to Gold Star. So I think you could go past Gold Star. They might not have Platinum or anything, which that system is still used in League and stuff to rank things from like Beginner, Master, Grandmaster, you know, things like that, right? But it incentivized people to actually play online because just because you could beat someone, no one else would know you beat someone. But if there's a ranking system, if my yeah. name tag says I beat somebody, then you did. And that then you have bragging rights. Yeah. That encourages people to, you know, stand out. I think I ended I don't think I ended in the highest rank in Starcraft. I did play some competitive Starcraft, too, back in the day. But I, I want that personal personalized gamer tag that just says beater of Matt's ass. <laughs> well, there's there's plenty of it. I was well, an idiot I mean, back then, but Zerg I mean, Rush if you make idea. a quest about it, you can probably have you know, you know yeah. Just for what it's worth, moniker. I was all about the Protoss. Protoss are good. I like was. It. I was all about the Protoss. No. Nowadays, again, not competitive, not even legit competitive because I'm playing with campaign unit mods. Oh yeah, yeah. The Terrans. Mm -hmm. are a fucking amazing army in StarCraft 2 with all the heals and what have you. Well, what the Terrans are good at is that they're good Swiss army knives. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. So Your mid-game with the Terrans is pretty good. you got to worry about early game because the, the Zerg own the early game. If you can get Zerg into the late game, they've got some things now. It's been a while since I've played. They can actually deal with it. Uh, like you got base support with Broodlords. And Fucking where mids. Protoss were crazy late game. Yeah, if you make it to late game with Protoss. carriers were. Yeah, if you make it to late game with Protoss, you pretty much have it in the bag for the most part. Unless you get on competitive levels where people really care about how many clicks they have, you know, or, or how fast or anything like that. Because, like, to be honest, Zerg Rush, the, the, the Zerg Rush uh, uh, tactic, if you know what that is. Which all it is is that when you start out, you don't build any gas mines. You have your original things do that. You build two of the brood, uh, the brooding pits for just Zerg. You build Zerg and run them in there. You don't focus on upgrades, nothing else. Run them in there. You throw enough Zerg at them and hope that you can kill all yeah. their peasants so they can't make any more units. Yeah. It actually was a good idea, and it wouldn't have come along if it wasn't for competitive. Mm -hmm. People got online and said, if I can... Most people are used to playing this casually against a computer who's going to sit around on its butt and do nothing. And so <laughs> when the competitive scene came along, you know, these these Korean players just were like, well, I wonder if they can deal with this. And so two Before stacks they have of a chance to get in. anything yeah. built up, I'm going to throw just enough at them to yeah. punish them. 
Yeah, the, the Zerg Rush, though, was a double-edged sword because since you invested nothing into your economy, if you, A, didn't find them through the fog of war quick enough to make it worth it, or B, they had, like, I don't know, three Terrans with machine guns, three Marines, then they already have their economy up and running and you have to change plans. Yeah, a, a Zerg Rush could be a beautiful thing, but a Zerg Rush could leave you all sorts of fucked. Yeah, I, I always played Zerg, and I always did Zerg Rush when I could. Unless there was, like, multiple people, then I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to do something else. <laughs> I was all about early, mid, early late game, late mid game. Mm-hmm. That's when, I, that's when I, I win. Yeah. So it's turtle up, turtle up, turtle up, turtle up, turtle up, until, okay, now I've hit my... Yeah. Well, and, and power. MOBAs work the same way. MOBAs took the idea, took the people, I guess, didn't like controlling armies as much anymore and simply loved the heroes. Mm-hmm. And then it became an issue once you have multiple players is team comp, how different things. Like if you ever watch a competitive, competitive League of Legends, that before any match, both teams can veto or block an entire character from the opponent's team to try to mess up their comp because different teams are known for different comps. And, mm-hmm. you know, you start having to balance it sort of like a TCG, like Magic or anything else like that, where you're going to have to take out characters. Like, one of the things that wasn't a thing until competitive MOBAs was balancing post-patch games for a meta. A meta never existed. All of a sudden, you're buffing and nerfing heroes based upon what people can do with them. That's, uh, you know, uh, several times me and uh, my buddy would dual lane bottom lane league of legends yeah he's jinx adc my volley bear support yeah but my volley bear support is normal support because i would build crazy tank but also damage Mm -hmm. because it got to where i called it the volley bear don't care i can i could tank a tower (laughs) yep i can tank a tower All yeah. I have to have is enough damage that I can kill the tower before it kills me. Yeah. One of, one of the things that was interesting, I think, was uh, if you go for MOBAs, you can also go into Smite, which was a weird phenomenon. I never Smite. played a lot of MOBA, but Smite fat, sat in a, uh, a really dumb, stupid place in the middle where nobody loved it. I kind of liked Smite, but Smite had a couple of things, like two, three big things going against it. No, what was that? All the skins hiding inside loot boxes. Oh yeah, yeah. That, 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 that sucked because I I'm not gonna lie, especially a game that I'm playing your game forty hours a week. I don't mind spending some money on you. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy my cosmetics because I'm proud of my character and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, but um, and then the controlling the 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 that. First person, third person. Yeah, that's where it fell so off. So then your assassin is trying to get in to backstab people because all your assassins got all sorts of damage from coming up behind people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, placement mattered a lot in that one. I will say, I will say another scene of PvP that gets left out a lot is the FPS stuff. So you would have Halos, you would have Call of Duties. Uh, and a lot of those made a lot of money. Okay, well, you guys are going off on your little computer thing. What I wanted to say a little bit way back was when you're talking about StarCraft. 
see i've never played like those necessarily online games uh but what i have done is a lot of the tabletop war games which is 100 percent like person versus person and it gives a whole different sort of aspect to your pvp play because no longer are you like i'm playing against this screen where i'm pretty sure there's a dude on the other side of the screen that's beating my ass right now but i don't know what they're doing instead you're at a table with someone across from you you've got all your little models set up and you're pushing forward and they're pushing forward so it's like if they're cheating you can see their dice you can see their dice rolls and it's there's a different kind of psychology, in my opinion, to the PvP of, like, actually playing across the table from someone. Oh, definitely. Because you have, like, everyone has tells. You can't see what someone's tells are by them clicking their mouse. You don't know if they're sitting there eating Cheetos and just, you know, hitting their macros or if they're sitting there actually thinking about their next move. You're just like... I'm playing whoever is on the other side of this computer game. Mm-hmm. You know, so like we've pretty sure we said before that StarCraft was originally going to be a uh, 40k yeah. simulator and, and type games game. Workshop and then fell out, yeah. Yeah. So the the relationship between these two ideas is there because mm-hmm. let's face it zerg are nids yeah we all know this but like that pvp nature is so much different when you actually have the person across from you well in both good and bad ways too because well yeah because you have your rage quit well i mean you rage quit in a video yeah you do the reason but it's more obvious it's good and bad in that is that you can communicate with a person okay um I'll give an example in a little bit about the difference between magic online and magic in front of a person. But the the other thing with it is is that the reason why a lot of people like the computer version over, you know, the tabletop, aside from cost. Like if I was cost say, is not because an you can play it while being in your underwear? Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> One or the other thing. But two, you can't always cheat these games. They get very good at uh, moderating it and making sure nobody's adding any scripts, especially if it's something that is online from a console over a PC. But even that aside, you're fairly sure people aren't cheating. It's not as rampant. Man, I tell you, I have... Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. (laughs) You don't know how many times I've had people cheat against me in certain tabletop games. Well, I'm not saying that cheating is more or less prevalent in either one. It's just it's can be easier to call it out on someone when they're sitting across the table from you. And there's more ramifications to it. If you play... Well, I don't know about that. Like, if you're online and you get caught cheating, then they'll kick you off the game. <laughs> they don't take your if, pieces away when you cheat in real life. I was going to say, if you they actually report they it, there do. are they some... they take away your ability to party with those people. Because yeah, that's... Social shunning. Because that's well, yeah. the thing. Like, one of the things... This Well, this isn't part of PvP. One of the things most hated about one of the updates to WoW back at the end of uh, Wrath of Lich King was fucking Dungeon Finder. 
dungeon finder, raid finder. It just destroyed the whole social social contract of what the game had been built on. And that was, hey, Matt, your character is named XYZ. My character is named ABC. When my character is running with yours, I see that you're a real awesome tank. Can I friend you? Yeah. Okay. Instead, you know, we've got Brian over here who's playing one, two, three, and they're like, damn, he's such a douchebag rogue. He keeps trying to sap shit and he's pulling three mobs on us at a time. We've wiped three times in this dungeon. We're not going to invite him anymore. And you get shunned if you keep being an asshat. Well, I mean, to an extent, like, the, also, you got to realize the pool is large. Yeah. You have how many but, servers, how many people on a server. Well, then it comes back to, like, that t- person across from the table of you. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a community. Every Like, if you have a game shop, you have a community, whether you know it's there or not. And if you have proven to be an asshole, you will find that you, it's going to be harder and harder and harder to find games. Yeah, but it never is impossible. I've never seen anyone in a game shop completely kicked out i don't know never allowed to play yeah. tabletop there's I always someone who's going to be desperate enough for a game that they'll play against yeah and then they regret it yeah but i mean still when you get to a tabletop idea but, though, but then it turns so into, into it, but then it turns into are you playing the five six seven games you wanted to play or sitting around playing the one game because someone either felt sorry for you or was just that desperate do you well, want to be I that mean, guy Okay, take our I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Take our group. Please. It's usually (laughs) just that desperate. There isn't a big enough group anyway. You can't really kick anyone out of it because it's so small. The last time we had a tournament at the shop, one person got kicked out and the tournament was done. It was just me and one other dude and it was done. So you can't really kick any one person out and maintain the community. So a lot of those communities can't actually autocorrect completely but you that's that guy, is ours that. town specifically yeah, but it's it that's that, not an uncommon that, thing but that game itself was also smaller in our community yeah but that's so say it had thing. not been war machine had it been 40k you have a much larger 40k community i remember yeah but they'd never kick anyone out there either i remember when i was one year so i was actually in charge of running the hastings Pokemon card game league. Yeah. It was one friend and his little brother that would show up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've tried to run differently. It's like, even... I wrote down their scores, sent them in, got the prize cards, gave them the prize cards. It was glorious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, even if you take something like a TCG, uh, if you aren't magic, you're having problems. Just simply, oh, well, Rat of that. If you aren't magic or Yu Gi Oh, having problems. But even then, like. L5R. Hmm? L5R. I don't know what L5R Legend, Legend of the Five, of five Rings. Rings. Yeah, oh. you're still having problems. So my, my <laughs> statements will say I love Legend of the Five Rings. But they were the only serious uh, trans- competition. Transformers could have been such a good game if they didn't screw up their releases. Oh, dude. It doesn't matter. The problem is is that if you get something on a competitor... Okay, th- this is PvP gaming in a different way. Um, TCG, money comes from casuals, gets put into competitive. But 
the people that are going to jump to a new game are usually going to be board competitive players. There's a lot of people that are casuals that'll jump onto it, but the people that support it money wise are people that play competitive. Like, uh, oh, what was the name of it? Deep Blue was one of the groups of it. I can't remember the name of that game. A lot yes. of video players <laughs> jump to it. And the problem is, is that if they can't compete in that market, which is already a very narrow market, and sell packs, then they won't stay up and running. So a lot of things like I loved Dice Masters. Dice Masters was fun. Couldn't compete. Transformers can't really compete. There's not enough players run. supporting it. It had a good run for it in our community. Yeah, but the did, problem but. with what happened with Transformers, at least in our town, was like we invested heavily into it and there was a good community for it for about like two months worth. Mm-hmm. And then they came out with the section second expansion and they the timing was off and there were some really good cards that they were like, the only place you can get these cards ever is if you come to our convention and do X yep. thing. And it pissed a lot of people off. Well, and the other thing that will kill anything faster than that is secondary market. Uh, Magic lived through it and has a thriving secondary market. But if you're a small game and you have... So, okay, let me give you that. It was like Yu-Gi-Oh. You open a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Oh, yeah. How many of those cards in that one pack are going to be worth two cents? Almost all if of them. The car- if it's at 11 cards, there are two cards in the pack that you care about. Yeah. The rest of it... There is the rare and, no and then the variable care. that literally... I could feel in weight the difference between, okay, this one's going to be a foil, this one's just going to yeah, not. Yeah, but that's the general thing is that when you buy <laughs> I was that pack, kid. When you buy a Yu-Gi-Oh pack, <laughs> you're under the understanding that you're buying two cards. Yes. And you're gambling on two cards. The rest of it could be burned. Here's the problem. When you make a pack like that. And then you sec- short run the rares. Yeah. Your oh, secondary yeah. market comes along. And then you the have like the, the ultra game, rare. Yeah. But all, what was that? Like the one that was never listed on the card list? Uh, Secret Rare. Secret Rare. Secret. That was it. Yeah. No, the one that killed me was when they failed proper execution of uh, the distribution of the first series Yu-Gi-Oh cards. The Legend of Blue Eyes expansion set mm-hmm. had polymerization as a short run rare. Yeah. And then the common rares for the next three sets were all fusion monsters. Yeah. So they were fucking worthless. At one point in time, I drew my like fourth or fifth mm-hmm. uh, black uh, black skull dragon fusion yeah. of red eyes no black dragons. Yeah. And, and the I time the wizard. Yeah. So, so yeah. what you yeah. do when you make a pack like that is you encourage a secondary market to come along to the people that you want to sell these cards to and say, hey, your deck needs X. The fun thing is, is we can sell you X for 10 bucks a pop. And the person goes, okay, and doesn't buy packs in that set ever again. Yep. I will never. Because the $10, it will outweigh the how many you would have to open to finally maybe find that card. Magic pack since 2003. Yeah, I've won magic packs, but I've never bought any since, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because you- if I'm hunting for something, buy it. 
that's it. The secondary market. And the problem is with newer games coming out, since people already have a mindset to do secondary market, because like Magic right now, what it's doing is it's trying to capitalize on the online ability where you don't have a secondary market anymore. Their online one used to, Arena doesn't. And they had recently what was called Secret Layer come out. Oh. They didn't sell any of that to distributors. Oh, and they did the new artwork cards. Yeah, that was where Secret the, Layer. Yeah, the where one pack was, what is it, 16 or $26 for yeah. one pack you got of cards. seven cards. You knew what they were going to be. You already had that. The yep. most that was in there, I think, was like 17 cards. I have a story in a moment. Go ahead. But the thing is, is that they've had to try to tighten their belt because the secondary market, if it, if it, if the the distributors buy it off boxes, they're guaranteed so many rares and uncommons, mm-hmm. and they can sell back on a highly priced secondary market, keeping people from buying packs. So they have to distribute these things that you can only get from them now. And in doing that, everybody gets into the mindset of a secondary market. When you get to these new games like Transformers, they need to sell packs. Magic doesn't need to sell packs individually. They sell boxes to distributors and don't care. But nobody's going to carry packs of an unknown game because they know that the internet exists and they're going to lose their money buying that box. So they can't first, sell it to First and foremost, this reminds me of Hero Clicks. Yeah. When we wanted to get into Hero Clicks, me and three fri- uh, me and two friends got in and we bought a case of them. Divvied out the case, sold back the commons to the shop. The shop was quite happy because they had commons to sell for people trying to get people into interested mm-hmm. without having to crack a case. Uh, yeah, without having to distribute them. Uh, without having to buy them from the distributor. But no, uh, in Japan, mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh! promo packs one through five were, sorry folks, uh, were standardized packs. They were five cards and every pack, you, every time you bought promo pack five, it had the same five cards. Yeah. I remember at one point in time, a card in promo pack five was valued at $500. Yeah. Promo pack five I was able to buy three promo pack five packs unopened for $16. Mm. I got my card. Damn. I had to pay shipping from Japan, so it was... was a little bit much, but... You yeah, but I remember money. when playing Yu-Gi-Oh! But that, I turned around and that made my money. tournament legal was... like It had to be the English version. Tournament legal is not oh, the yeah, Japanese no, card. Absolutely. So. Well, and... People also forget that in Japan, they've marketed a different way to get around secondary markets. Yeah. Uh, one of them is, is that vending machines. There are certain cards you can only get in vending machines, or at least in a certain rarity type. Uh, I remember one of the big ones was... Japan has uh, a vending machine for everything. The Dark Rye. The Dark Rye monsters. They're like the Insectors. They're on the same time, but they're like dark insect things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if you wanted to bling out an entire deck, you would get the ones that came from those machines. Uh... I know that Insectors had some, Windup had some. You can tell which era I stopped playing that in. <laughs> I mean, but after that, they do that. Another thing that they would do is they would put some in Shonen Jump, and you can only get certain cards out of. Shonen I had Jump. all three versions of the Blue Eyes White Dragon because I had the uh, Kaiba starter deck. Mm-hmm. I pulled one out of the pack, and I had the Shonen Jump Blue Eyes White Dragon. I was so proud of that. When I bought into Yu-Gi-Oh, Hastings had 20-some of the starter decks inside a drawer in the back of the customer service. Mm -hmm. 
nobody in town had any of the boosters. Yeah. Rick's had uh, the Japanese boosters. Mm-hmm. My very first rare from my very first booster is one of the few cards that I still have. What was that? LB01. Blue Eyes White Dragon. The Legends, nice. of, Legends of Blue Eyes. Yeah. And this is the Japan uh, expansion, so it was two letters, not three letters, and two digits, because they only ran uh, less than 100 cards in the expansion. I think it was 80-something. Yeah. And my first rare was a fucking Blue Eyes. Well, and nice. you know, going back to what we're saying, though, that's the reason why small games walk up to these juggernauts of the industry and just get sucked into a gear and crushed. Because mm-hmm. they can't, A, they can't compete on the marketing, and B, if they get a secondary market for them, it's poison. They're too small. Yeah. I mean, that's just sad but true. Yeah. Whereas just- when you have, you know, people out there making fake black lotuses and selling those on eBay for a cool couple uh, couple thousand, if your game's that big, then... My personal fake token uh, for Magic for casual play are very pretty fake token mm-hmm. because they're clearly fake token and I'm not fooling anybody. And if you're not willing to play with me with my tokens, then I don't care because I don't play yeah. any sort of legal well, anything. Like there, There's a couple of fake cards I actually have in Magic that I came across them, got them off a kid because he didn't know any better, told him, hey, don't. And it was, uh, oh, the... Green black land. I'm trying to. It's it's the pain land. I can't remember which. Oh, yeah. Sun Temple. No, Overgrown Tomb. Overgrown Tomb. <laughs> and a uh, Birthing Pod. Both of those before modern banned Birthing Pod. Birthing Pod was selling for like thirty bucks a pop. <laughs> and you're not going to get really high level cards that are going to be faked all the time. But what you get is a lot of mid level. Or modern cards. Because people are going to be like, looking at the high-level ones yeah, too closely pe- for fakes. Are, yeah, people are looking too high at the high-level ones. You're not why if you're, that's why a that. good counterfeiter counterfeits 20s, not 100s. Yeah. You're not going to get tens. somebody to buy your Power 9 off of you. But you could maybe sell, you know, Colonnades. Or you could sell, you know, Noble Hierarchs or things like that. <laughs> we talked about me running the Pokemon League. There was a participation card. If you played 10 games in the league in the season, you got this Pikachu with a foiled signature of the artist. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had two people playing in my in my thing. At the end of the season, the store is told to destroy the cards. Yeah. They are not supervised. They are not sent back. You the, just the, take them. I went to an anime convention with 700 copies of the participation Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> And sold them for literally two bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like you, you can't. Uh, paid for this visit. The big, the, the big secret was not to pull out a big stack of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was. Hey, you want this card? I got but you. 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 Seven or eight you, of them. You it's fake the a limited resource, meaning mm-hmm. you show that it's more rare. Like if even your binder only has four of them, they become more desirable than if you have a binder full of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. People aren't gonna aren't gonna trade that quickly for it. That trip to that convention, I was the only time I ever went to an went to a convention. And came back. And with more came money. back with more money. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like a weird a weird day in Vegas. It was like I won, went home, and I had 
three times in my starting thing. Oh, you did Vegas wrong. No. <laughs> no, no, I did it right. I did it right. But it's so rare to do. Yeah. yeah. But no, but PvP, like, whenever you look at card games, because card games, going back all the way to actual, you know, playing cards, PvP on that. You could play solitaire all you want, but people love poker. People love to sit across from another human being because oftentimes what we do psychologically is we compare ourselves to others. I don't know. I stay home a lot. <laughs> what? I don't, say, I don't know. I enjoy staying home by myself a lot. <laughs> well, true. But psychologically, we do enjoy comparing ourselves to other people, whether it's a good thing or bad thing. But rarely do we have a time to vindicate or justify our beliefs that we are better than others. And so in small ways, PvP does that for us. That's why I think a lot of times we're so adamant about it. I think a lot of it just comes down to the fact that everybody wants to feel like I'm better than X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Yes, we always are being told, you know, you're good at this, but there's always going to be somebody better than you. And, you know, th thanks for stepping on on my progress bomb, that that was great. Yeah, but when you know, you're in the winner's circle, who cares if there's someone up the up the line that is exactly. it's good to feel like you stepped on people? Yeah, it's like, yes, we all know that, you know, the mantra of someone's always going to be better than you, so you better improve. Thanks mm -hmm. for that. I didn't need the reminder that I still kind of suck. No. But it's great to be able to win and go, you know, I may not be the best, but I'm better than that guy. Mm -hmm. Well, and PvP, because of that, uh, it inherently is toxic. Yes. It is inherently toxic because nobody likes losing. Even if they're not a salty loser, nobody likes losing. And in every, in every tournament, you're going to have more losers than winners. Yeah. And if you don't have reasonable goals when you go into a tournament going, I'm going to get as far as I can, see how good I do. If... You know, more than half the people are walking into that thing thinking they're you best. suck. I don't. Nah, denied. I just don't suck as bad as... I, I go into a tournament <laughs> going, I don't suck as bad as that guy whenever yep. he leaves before me. I have gotten dead last at States once. Well, cause like, because I took a deck that was ridiculously stupid and thought it would be good. <laughs> and I was wrong. <laughs> See, and that's... I, and I threw a game oh. to a 10-year-old at the oh. end because this 10-year-old hadn't won one all night. And I was like... I'm an older man. This doesn't mean anything to me. I traveled maybe an hour to get here. Here you go. Yeah. You I remember. But I do uh, have to say that, like, fr from being a kid, like, most of the competition that I had as a kid, because my brother and I would play board games. Mm -hmm. So, like, yes, that's competition, but still Monopoly can go fuck itself. Monopoly, if Monopoly had but, a hole in it, I believe that half the people that have ever played Monopoly would just screw it because that's the only enjoyment you get from that board game. Yeah, basically. I would. So, I'd fuck a board game. It'd be better than playing that damn So, time. you know, most <laughs> of what I would consider PvP would be in, and this is a sport, you know, mm -hmm. not necessarily a game, but still a game. Bowling, you know, it's like, go to tournaments, and what was my goal from being a little kid? I knew that my brother was better than me. So from the start, I know that there have to be other people better than me. No. What's my goal? 
to not be dead last. Yeah, that's like when you're that, starting out that stuff. That was the goal. You know, even going in as a teenager and, you know, going against adults. What was my goal? To not be dead last. To break 80. Yeah. <laughs> to break 100. Say, excuse me, I never had a problem breaking 100. <laughs> I got to bowl every once every five years. So I as a teenager, <laughs> as a 14-year-old, my goal was, I'm going to break 80. I'm going to break 90. I'm going to break 100. <laughs> I remember growing up, I was just happy if we went bowling that I didn't get all gutter balls and didn't fall asleep while everyone else bowled. That was a sign of a good thing. And got nachos, or or, or if the uh, if the adults put in the the, the bumper bumpers line. on the yeah, but there's lane, an age there's an age where that becomes a slap in the goddamn face. This is true. When you reach about thirteen, no, 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 no. you look at them, you're like, I'm not five, fuck y'all, and then you're happy you have it, but you you secretly wish those motherfuckers wouldn't put that in there. Yeah, I've had adults, literal adults, be like, hey, can I have the bumpers? No, you're gonna throw it too hard and you're gonna break them. Those are for little kids. Mm-hmm. Stop sucking so bad. <laughs> Get good. Exactly. Get good strong. It's like, you know, your place, trash. you know, 19-year-old me looking at a 35-year-old. Get good scrub. <laughs> <laughs> my my family was all about uh Balderdash for about 4 years. Balderdash is when old people dominate the young. <laughs> no. No. Well, then you have a sad older person in your family who wishes. I have a whole bunch of sad older people who don't know how to bullshit to save their lives. <laughs> that's oh, true. that's unfortunate. But, uh, no, one Bullshitting year, is a life skill. <laughs> one year, the card comes up, the word for Balderdash. The way the game works, in case anybody's not familiar with it, they give you an obscure word. You make, you make up, a t- up a definition. Oh. Everybody votes on the definition they think is the right one. Uh-huh. If you wrote down the correct definition... You get three points. For every person that picks your vote or your definition, you get one point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The word was caltrop. Yes, <laughs> I like caltrops. Now, quick, what is the definition of a caltrop? A caltrop is a pointy. They're, they're uh, the a pointy pointy things that you throw on the ground behind you, so that when your enemies are chasing you, they yeah. step on them and are so slowed you down. Two, you both did what me and my brother did. Yeah. We defined Caltrop the weapon. Yes. The game went with the plant the Caltrop is named after. Is it a thistle? It is a type of thistle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Makes sense. I was going to say, or you can just write down D4 and everyone will get it. A D4. Legos. Modern day. (laughs) Oh, God. Not Legos. I have a metal D4. I will just strategically hide underneath my... Have uh, you ever... It answers the question, what dice does the most damage? (laughs) In real life, D4. Actually, have any of you, like, do you have a set of metal dice, either of you? Yeah, I don't. Okay. If you can pull that out, give it to Matt, so he can see that I swear the makers of actual metal sets of dice take the D4 and sharpen the points even more than of the any of the other polyhedrals. Really? Those things are stabby. Why? See? That thing is a caltrop. I would It's I would maliciously created. It, but I don't wish to bleed out my rectum. <laughs> but that thing is maliciously created. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, ah, uh, jeez. Like 
getting getting back to the PvP, there Sorry. are some <laughs> games that are old, old, old people games where they just dominate. Have you ever played Rummy with an old person? Oh, when this is over, remind me to oh, show God. you the cribbage cards that my wife was given for Christmas. My grandmother just because played they're old cards, and as a sleight of hand person, you'd appreciate them. Okay, okay, that's it. My grandmother played gin rummy one time. Like my aunt and whatever other people went over for tea, cookies, and gin rummy. My grandmother came home pissed off and swearing, like, I'm never going over there again. Those women can suck. It's like... That's, uh, reminds me of Jesus. a friend of mine's mother. I didn't know this was her, a blood sport. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine's mother and her family getting together and playing uh, Mahjong. And Mahjong uh, awaited. You, you they can be used as projectiles and often Watching are. little, little uh, Filipino ladies play Mahjong. Yeah. Oh. It's sort of like dominoes. Don't ever, don't ever piss off anyone who's playing dominoes. I'll piss off someone playing cards before I'll piss off someone playing dominoes. They'll whip that thing like a madman. I used to work at the prison. Yeah. Yep. They're not allowed to have uh, cards. They are allowed to have dominoes. Why? They'll play poker and all these other games with dominoes. Dominoes, yeah. It's just a numbers game. We won't let them have cards because we won't let them uh, gamble in prison. But they're gambling with the dominoes. And a sock full of cards hurts a lot less than a sock full of dominoes. Dominoes, yeah. (laughs) One's a pillow fight, one's a trip to the ER. (laughs) You take your pick. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Maybe they were thinking they were going to turn into gambits. Uh, Hmm. But Mythbusters showed that's only going to barely break the skin. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on a little bit. Party co-op. Party competitive games. More people, more salt. Yes. yes. If you want to see anybody mad, play one of these three games. By the kindest, gentlest gaming company known to man, which is Nintendo. Which Nintendo really wants to break families up, I think. <laughs> but Nintendo made Mario Kart, Mario Party, Mario Party. Yes. Let's see, what was the other one that I was thinking of? I know they made Goldeneye. Goldeneye made you hate people. I was gonna say, to a certain extent, you know, let's face it, Smash Brothers can oh, incite some major rage. Smash Brothers is once again. Someday I'll have an email, but I don't have an email for this yet. So, uh, Smash Brothers is—I don't consider it a fighting game. But it is a party game. Even Oh, hell yeah, it's a party game. What is it? Karasaki? Or Sakurai. Sakurai. Sakurai made and designed all the, the Smash stuff. Yeah. Even Sakurai says, no, it's a party game. Yeah, yeah. He's, I have seen like the pictures and some of the reports of like, he's like, Sakurai I, I'm, wishes I'm for death. sad that this game is still going. I yeah. just wanted yeah. one and Sakurai done. just wants death. He's, He's hoping like, for it, but there's a uh, there's a sea of fanboys yelling for their favorite Sonic character, and it will haunt him no. in his sleep. He takes <laughs> Ambien to drown out the noise. <laughs> oh, the way I see it, Sakurai is basically to to video games what Akira Toriyama is to anime. We want another. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, so mm-hmm. favorite party game. Oh, it's still either Smash or Mario Party. I'm not saying just because they ain't salt makers that I don't like them. <laughs> they're cheerful them. and hateful. Okay, they're they're a phenomenon that is very strange. They're the most cheerful, godforsaken fucking games to ever come out, and they will incite the most hate. Blue shell. Yeah, like 
You've never gotten mad as hell if you haven't done the the fucking pancake game or or in the newest Super Mario, uh, the newest Mario Party. There is a mini game. Also, mini games are the devil. But okay. there's a mini game where you have a cube of meat in a frying pan. I won have, that bitch. And you have to flip it just right. To sear on all six sides. There is nothing that will make me curse the very nature of the universe itself and the fabric of my own creation as much as when you flip it and the physics of that fucking game being the happy-go-lucky bullshit it is throws a cube of meat out like it's trying to feed a fucking dog and they give me another one like retry everyone else has already done I'm there with a raw cube of meat doing this with a fucking Wii controller like a (laughs) goddamn reject (laughs) shaking it back and forth like a teenager trying to figure out how to jerk off yeah or or no not like a teenager trying to jerk off a teenager who's too fucking sad to do it right (laughs) it's just slow (laughs) giving up and at some point stops doesn't end well, just stops. And that game is so bright, so colorful, and is just pulled straight from the taint of the devil at times. Oh my god, I have seen more people mad at the game. And every time, we, me and my husband own a Switch, and my husband's a devious man, and I love him to death. Every time he's like, let's play Mario Party. And every time I say, do you like your friends? And he smiles with the smile that Santa Claus would have, Santa Claus was into BDSM because he loves his friends and he loves to see them hurt. And so he does this smile and a twinkle in his eye and then the switch turns on to its happy chirping noises and we're all fucked. I bought uh, three games when I bought the switch for my family. You hate your family. I bought bought the updated Whatever the, the the last Mario Brothers was, where you could have four players playing at the same time. Oh yeah, a yeah. Galaxy? No, what? not Odyssey. Super Odyssey. Super it. Mario Brothers. Oh, okay. Uh, the one where you could be two Toads and a couple yeah. of furries. Okay, two Toads and two in the in the two regular uh, Mario Brothers. <laughs> There's nothing regular about them, but we get it. They're strangers in a strange land. <laughs> I will, we will every- have this conversation off air. <laughs> <laughs> Everything but is mushroom themed. I bought yeah. I bought Mario Kart. Yeah. I bought Mario Brothers. I bought Let's Go Eevee because yes. I'm a selfish whore. <laughs> I, have, yeah, I have Let's Go Eevee. Let's Go Eevee is amazing. And I bought Mario Party. Mm-hmm. Completely forgetting how much Mario Party destroys families. Mario Party is the Pandora's box of the digital age. Once you've opened the game and put it in there, someone, there's okay, you can have a herd of people. Someone is dumb enough that when you put the damn game in, everybody else goes, and some jackass who's never either played it or always wins goes, I love Mario Party! We've been playing Mario Party! And then you're off to the motherfucking races. And once those demons are out of that goddamn urn, not even the Greek gods are going to shove it back in because two hours later, and you've gotten, oh, three stars and someone wants your goddamn future children in a blender, then that jackass over there who's still, who's not in the lead, he's never in the lead, is over there like a goddamn pickle just sitting there vegging to himself, going, I love this game, and he's the villain. He's the reason everyone played it. We put the game oh. in the Switch once. And the Switch I, catch flame. I love the we fact that We put it in once, we made it to the first minigame, and mm-hmm. Tasha was ready to quit. 
that Tasha <laughs> Newell is coming to like, no. I, no, no, no. I love the fact that on multiple occasions that I've been at your home, your daughter has come up to me and be like, Dad, can I play Mario Party? And you're like, uh, yeah, mm, yeah, just you play, play something else. What are you talking about? We know why you don't play Mario Party. <laughs> you kidding me? Okay, you weren't there. You weren't there. Oh, this is a great I'm gonna story. do this because who cares? I've been calm. I haven't been ranty most of this goddamn thing. So someone fucking brought up the goddamn pajama brothers and the fucking sewer business. But I guess here we go. <laughs> Anyways, so we had a group of friends. This was on, of that, all things. This was you, on Friendsgiving. You, hush. <laughs> you don't get to speak on this one. <laughs> So I'll be cackling in the so distance. So we had a group of friends who most of them are still friends. One of them now. But we all decided <coughs> we were going to play Mario Party because we got the Switch again. Sorry. Little yeah. Miss, what the fuck over there? <laughs> we had, okay, we had a party. So we had cake, we had cheese, we had, and you know what those things require? A knife. <laughs> Not to be insulted. This bitch wielded a knife when someone took her coin. Not a star, not nothing. They did it on random select for a character to take their coins. Bitch turns around, grabs a knife, and tries to chase someone down the fucking halls. I literally took the knife away and put it in the car. I was like, the fuck is this? Why? You're going to have someone stabbed to death over a fucking mark. You, what are you gonna? T- what are you honestly gonna tell the cops, huh? It took ten coins. I was gonna buy a star, and then they took ten coins, and I only had five, and a star cost ten. And the cops like, yeah, we played it the other night at the station. Go free, yeah. You could free to call, go. You could call the world. You wouldn't have to have purge. You would just have to do a ten day marathon of Mario Party in every home, and someone dies. No, 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 no. The best part about that was, is the person that I am threatening at said point, we're playing a building that the hallway is literally a circle. They run out of the center room to start running around this hallway. I just come out of the room and just go to the corner of the opposite direction that they're running. They get to the other corner to see me. Oh, no! Turn around. I'm not saying the they're the direction. best and the brightest, I, obviously. I go to the other corner. They see I me mean, again. Oh, no! Fuck, they agreed to play Mario Party, so... <laughs> Whenever you put in Mario just Party, never, there's a contract that... Just don't choose random people. If you have a hothead, don't use random. Not what I'm telling you. What do you, you mean? Random is the safest way to go. No, it Then you're isn't. alleviated from blame. If Someone, no. you, what you want to say no. is never choose you. As long as it never chooses you, you're fine. Even if it's random and chooses you, you're not fine. If you lose coins, you get mad. What yes. you don't understand is people chose random because they wanted to be alleviated from the blame of the choice. And you wouldn't even give them that. The computer chose you and you Five them. times in a row. No one yeah. else got chosen that entire game. Random ch- singled me out. <laughs> then you should have gotten mad at the computer. But you chased a but person with a knife. The, the, the switch can't but the, run but away. The switch is, yeah, but, but, she did, but the that, switch is $400. She could stab it and it wouldn't run, but she didn't even choose that one. But the switch is worth money. Those people. Is... Hmm. 
Ah, well, I'm glad this isn't a podcast about ethics. <laughs> I, have a lot of, I can say a lot about ethics, and I know a lot about it. But wait, no. wait, wait until we get to the ethics of cooperative and competitive playing video yeah. games. Yeah. Oh, my, 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 my mom We're and my wife. you on that one. My, my mom and my wife are playing a uh, fishing game on the Wii. And mm-hmm. I, I, one of the sub games on the sports or the party or the whatever, because it's just a, it's a stupid little game and there's no skill. For, party games are where cell phone games go to die. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So my mom and my wife are playing this game together. My mom shoves my wife off the sofa. <laughs> because she didn't want my wife to get the biggest fish it's an age-old cry it's just a game oh but it never it's never just a game and now you see why i very much prefer to play pve and cooperative games yep i will play pvp games but there is i have a certain amount of bloodlust in me that is just motherfucker yeah, well, when Don't you cross the physical me. world, then then you got, mm, yeah, mm, that that's burgeoning on a crime. I, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's not a crime if you're only threatening them. It's only a crime if you do enough damage that they call the cops. It's true. <laughs> it's not like you're in the back of a bar. These are people that are playing Mario Party. These they don't are, see it coming. These are They'll call friends. you on kicking them in the shins. These are your friends. They're usually not going to get mad at the gib slap. True. Yeah. But no, but I mean, like, okay, PvP party games, the reason why they're bad is, one, because society, the way that we work and what we do with PvP is we're very salty. Fuck you. We don't like to learn. <laughs> we like to be right. Correct. Rarely do people learn from their mistakes, sadly enough. <laughs> um, but two, when it's your friends, it is easier. Okay, the anger lasts shorter when it's a random. Because you can just say, well, this factor X. Never going to see that asshole again. Well, yeah. Well, the truth is, this factor X was what made me lose, which is pushing the blame. Who are you going to believe, me or him? Because you don't even know him. Yeah. Or, fuck, well, I hate that, blah, blah, blah. When I get salty at, like, a fighting game, if I'm doing poorly and my my percentages drop underneath 50 when I'm learning a character online, I get mad more at me because I suck. Did I tell you guys the story on air of uh dbz gt on playstation i don't um, think i've heard no, this story recall. at all it's dragon ball grand tour yeah. it's the gt fighting game all right mm-hmm. okay it had a mode kind of like we were talking about the soul caliber 2 you, your character mm-hmm. whatever you did Gained experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Those those are always interesting. So if your character used a whole lot of kicks, your kicks became more powerful. If you used a whole lot of key blasts, your key blasts became more powerful. I enjoy that sort of level. I love this setup, except for one friend that took advantage. Yeah, one friend that min max and broke one thing and just spammed it. He took Vegeta, the shortest character. Mm -hmm. Shorter than Krillin in that game. I don't know why. What? Yeah, that don't make sense. And did nothing but hours and hours with this character grinding against the computer of duck punch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. So his duck punch could one hit kill his brother and I, the only people he really played against. Yeah. Well, I know that like. So your choice was 
jump away, jump away. Key blast. Key blast like, as much as you can. <laughs> Sweep attack. Oh no, he hits you once, you die. Basically the age-old <laughs> adage of shoot the ankle biter. But <laughs> no, but the, it was odd job golden gun twenty four seven. Well and one of the sad things is, is that but once you get into a group of people, you don't have as many outs because you know the person. You were there, they can retell it, and they will tell you about it later. If you have one of those asshole friend groups later on, like, I love fighting games. But you know what? If someone beats me at a fighting game because I played them a lot, yes, I can be beaten. I am not, you know, all-powerful, blah, blah, blah. But if someone who hasn't beaten me for a while trains up, does good with a character, and beats me, they won't shut up about it. You're right. And it'll get annoying and annoying and annoying. And that's hey, when Gabe, you... I beat you at this. <laughs> well, I'm sure. <laughs> well, like, let's take Soul Calibur. I play, we played Soul Calibur. Three rounds. You were new to it. I've played Soul Calibur before, not that one. And I played a character that I knew. Give you a while with a character over and over and over, play the computer, come up to me. You probably could beat me up mm -hmm. if I just went and went home and then came back and sat back down again. But for someone to be on a winning streak and get beaten, the other person does a pop-off. Meaning they're going to celebrate because they've overcome something. Yep. Exactly. You were that obstacle. We, ev now you everyone are the obstacle. loves an yeah. underdog. But when you're the person that just got beat and that dude won't shut the hell up, it gets worse. You have to watch them celebrate. If I'm a, if I'm on, you know, online and the person beats me, nine out of ten I have the headphones turned off because I don't care to talk to these people. I'm grinding points. I don't know who you are. But I don't have to listen to their pop off. That is the biggest challenge of raising a child is trying to teach my daughter how to win graciously and lose properly. Yeah, and not a lot of people know how to do that. Yeah, that's for sure. <sighs> and it, it's never you... really taught in school, like at all. It, it, they used to kind of sort of teach Well they tried, like, but it never comes good sportsmanship, one. but never properly how to lose. Yeah. I think everyone should learn how to lose. Yeah. Like, okay. You you're telling me that you get really salty after so many losses, right? Yeah, absolutely. But you know that, and you know to walk away. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've played with people that I've beaten them a lot, and they'll be just like, no one more. No one more. No one more. They'll get madder and madder. I'm like, dude, I don't want to keep playing. You're losing it. I've been that person before, too. I had a friend. Well, because once you lose your nerve, you, you lose a lot of your... Control. I'm and fighting games is usually trying called momentum. to think of the proper term for it. Basically, your mental capacity for thinking about what you're going to do. Yeah, you well, just start. The, the, the competitive term for that is you get tilted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a friend, big old air quotes, friend, who we were casually con we were casually having conversation. This is the same friend that insisted. The Rifts Macross game was the best RPG ever. So they were hitting the head as a child with a brick. <laughs> I, I think it was a horse hoof. But a horse hoof. One of the two. Brain <laughs> um, damaged, either way. Armored core. Okay. He threatened physical violence because I refused mm -hmm. to rematch mm -hmm. armored core. Oh, me and my husband almost did not date. He yeah. wanted to play me in... Well, first, I beat him in putt-putt, and he got mad. 
And then he wanted to play me in Mortal Kombat X. And I told him, because I loved him, I was like, no, let's play against the computer. What we usually do is what we will pick a fighter, because I don't care what fighter. I'm not good with all of them, but I'm proficient enough to know how to dodge, throw a fireball, and maybe do a, a, a bread and butter combo with them. And then we would play through the, you know, the tower together, just passing it off each one, right? So it's more cooperative that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wanted to play against me. And he said, choose your main. I said, no, choose your main. Okay, fine, we'll do this. Everyone's got to do it once. Because I had been grinding the hell out of Mortal Kombat X. And mm-hmm. I had chose Jason Voorhees because cool. he had a wonderful mix-up. He had a low-to-overhead, low-to-overhead grab. And if you don't know how your blocking works or the basics of it, which he doesn't, then you just die. And so he, 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 all his characters would jump around and do that, which is a great strategy. I turtle. I don't do anything. I let you come to me. And when I see an opening, I will explode it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely destroyed him. And he turns to me with a look of shock and or hate. And I just put the controller down. I was like, we're never doing that again. <laughs> and we haven't. Oh, I had a friend. I have a friend. I have a friend that I love to death. He is one of, like, I don't even see him as often as I used to, but he is family. Okay? Yeah. And he's fighting games, and he and I, and he, poor guy's physically disabled. He has nothing but time on his hands. He would master the hell out of the fighting game. No, no. I am casually interested in the fighting game, go home at the end of the night, play maybe two or three rounds, yeah, and then good. go play something else, play what mm-hmm. I'm really... That RPG, that the story I have to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we would play, and he could decimate me mm-hmm. on 90% of the games out there. Yeah. But uh, one of the... Oh, what's the name of the game? Uh, famous for the Jiggle Physics. Oh, a lot of them are. Um, uh, started that shit. Like had Dead it, or Alive. Yes. Yes. I think it's sad it was, that I know that. I think, <laughs> it was, I think it was three that first introduced yeah. the counter. Yeah, the counter and the counter grab. The counter and the counter grab. Mm-hmm. I practiced the shit out of counter, Grabs. counter grab. Mm-hmm. And we played. And you should have played as the guy that has the beret. Does this do extra damage and all kinds of bullshit with counter to counter? No, I, I, I was a big fan of the guy who fought with Ajit Kundo, and he could counter grab from oh, yeah. from the middle of a punch. Yes, <laughs> he could be in the middle of a punch and still get the counter grab to work. So yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. He it was, his was cancelable. His was everything cancelled. And Nathan and I played Dead or Alive for six hours straight, and it was he's up by two, I'm up by three, he's up by two, I'm mm-hmm. up by and. This was great. But there are other people who turn around and... Yep. Well, and it's the difference between wanting to be good at a game and wanting to prove something. Yeah. Like, I'll sit down with Austin and he'll he'll ask me now, I want to learn this character. Shoot. All right, cool. Pick out a character, we'll learn it together. And I'll play against people and I'll get mad at myself for not winning. Like, I know... Tonight, I'm going to go home. I'm going to download Champion Edition. I probably won't get the two new characters. And I know my three mains I got to learn their V skills on. And I'm not going to go online because I'll get salty. Not that I'm mad at someone beat me, mad that I'm no longer proficient with my mains. 
But if I play against uh, one of our friends that comes over, he plays Mortal Kombat. Not as good at Mortal Kombat as him at Street Fighter. If I start to beat him, he's not mad that he's losing. He's mad that I'm winning. And then the anger is no longer at the game or his proficiency in it. It's at me. That's Because how dare you be better than me? Yeah, because he thought he was... He doesn't... When you're playing games... Okay, this is... Sorry, we got back into fighting games. My apologies. (laughs) When you're playing a fighting game, there are three different gaps that you do not know what's at the other end of the gap because you've never been there. One is when you learn the proficiency with just your basic moves, punch blocks and everything, and you learn what overheads and lows and the different mix-ups and everything. Then comes a gap when you finally learn how to link combos together. And then when you finally learn how to do cancelable stuff and how to do 50-50s, how to do mix-ups, all that high-range stuff. But when you're at the bottom, when you finally got a proficiency in your punch and you can do a super move, you know, a special move without worrying about it because you finally got the fireball down and you get it every time, you think you're at a tier that you're not. Because you don't know what it's like to be able to cancel a combo, the end of a combo, into a super move. That doesn't occur to you. So he's at this tier in Mortal Kombat where he's got his timings down and everything. And since I've played Mortal Kombat longer than him, I already know what's above that. And I know how to train and do stuff for that. But he thinks he's that good. He'll train what he knows, come at me, and... Nothing mad. Nothing meant. That's the difference between Monster Hunter players. Yeah, I'm a low-level Monster Hunter player. I don't know what the jewels do or how to build a build for that. I just know how to hit a monster in the head. And I see (laughs) that monster did that twitch, and that twitch says it's going to do this attack. Yeah. It's knowing... Like, once you're at the top level, I can tell you... It's telegraphing. It's how to read the telegraphs. Yeah. I can't tell you, like, frame rates for Mortal Kombat, but you ask me frame rates for Street Fighter... And if it's a matchup I'm familiar, 9 out of 10, I know it. And I can tell you, okay, if they go to do a heavy kick right here, what's faster that I can cancel, that I can beat them to the punch and hit their hitbox before, hit their hurt box before their hitbox reaches me? I can tell you that. I can tell you frame data. That's a game I know. But like Mortal Kombat, not so much. But like you got a Monster Hunter for me? I just look at the damage number the weapon does. And go with the highest damage number. <laughs> when when I had uh, Monster Hunter Freedom 1, so the first one on the PSP, Yeah, my friends gave up on that game real fast. Yeah, it was a lot harder than World. World is oh, easy sauce. Oh, it was unforgiving. Mm-hmm. I spent weeks playing it solo until mm-hmm. I got them back interested in it. Because now I could carry them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but about two months after they came back, mm-hmm. and no, this is what it's going to do. No, this is what you need to do. No, this is how it's going to. Mm-hmm. And that learning curve, once you hit that new plateau, when all of a sudden you're having fun and things are. Yeah. Firing right. Yeah. It's it's like it's like going to a table full of uh, min-maxers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a good min-maxer. Yeah, I'm not. No. I can... I can... <laughs> I can look at what I want and I can make the character do at whichever tier level we want to be. 
because if I'm if I go with a party of people and well, for example, the vampire game we played. Yeah. I've got a whole bunch of newbies and Austin has already told me that there's this one high level thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to make a combat monster. Yeah. To protect the noobs. Yeah, because you're going to have to carry them. This was my mindset. Yeah. So I made a combat monster to carry the noobs. Yeah. Then find out his games never have combat. Oh, they do. They do. <laughs> he had... When I got to play, I had six sessions or five sessions with three combats. And two of the three combats, the character I was up against had plot immunity. Yeah. He's gotten better about it. Hmm. He's gotten better about it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But that, that, that frustrated me. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad the plot immunity thing. The, the game we're playing now, though, that I'm running is more plot heavy, and I'm slowly getting him to be okay with combat. Well, not more plot heavy, more combat heavy. And he's slowly getting into being okay with combat. That's good. Now we can strategize. But no, but when you're talking about PvP, when you're talking about anything competitive, even if it's party games, um, one of the biggest worries you have, and this goes with Smash, this goes with Mario Party, is you have the varying levels of competency and how mm-hmm. that interacts. Because nobody likes to have one person that can destroy the group because they know better what to do. That's this is where I think Mario Kart really does it smart. Mm-hmm. The fact that where you're at in the pack determines what power up items you pick up. Yeah, I didn't know that. I haven't played a lot of the Mario Kart in the new one. You, you start paying attention. I've been doing it since the beginning. I was gonna say I have only played Mario Kart on the SNES, so it's been doing it since the beginning. You That's get an to interesting you're, algorithm. You're, when you're up to the front, they give you green shells. They give you banana peels. Yep. Now in the most current version, and then you, you slip on your own banana. They peels. They give you banana peels. They give you green shells, and they give you the speaker box. Yeah. And the speaker box, until you figure out that you can use it defensively. Huh? Seems pointless. Yeah. Okay. Green shells and banana peels, you throw them behind you when a red shell's coming. If you've got your timing right, it knocks away the red shell and you keep going. Yep. Yeah, or you can you can drag them behind you to be like a shield. Mm-hmm. The speaker box puts out a little, if this is D&D, it's a little 10-foot area Yeah. that knocks whatever's away from you. Yeah. 360 degrees. Yep. Yeah. Including the blue shell. I was going to say, does it include the blue shell? Because if it does, then yeah. It's your defense against the blue shell. Yeah. Hmm. When you're in the back half, it's a 16 racers or Mm -hmm. 8 racers. When you're in the back half, you get the bullet bills, you get the blue shells, you get the shrink, you get the... Yeah. When you're in the middle, you get the red shells, you get the mushrooms, you get the... Yeah. When you're at the lead, you get the shit, you get the defensive, you get the... Oh. All of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Whoa, wait a second. I love how they handle Mario Kart. Yeah, they did real good with that. That's the algorithm. Yeah. Because if you just had uh, different things and already set preset spots, no. then, yeah, you could abuse that. And it's not even... And you hit the you hit the question mark and it looks like it's die slotting. No, it's not die slotting. You're, your choice is... You're locked in. You're yeah. You're pulling from a certain pool. Like you're in the illusion. That's the thing that I love about computer games. Everybody thinks that uh, the random 
Because here's the, the thing. The random number generator. is not so random. Yeah. The random number generator does a lot not people, have to correspond with the graphics user interface. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people believe the computer won't lie to you. <laughs> you program the computer to do whatever you want. So when it's cycling through all those things, it's not actually. No. It lies just... to you. It's balancing the game, but it makes it feel like it's it's the equal equal amount across the board because no racer in front wants to know that he'll never get the good stuff yeah. when everyone behind will. So they're going to cycle through all the things in the pool of the entirety. So that you're like, you only choose oh, from oh, a certain oh, oh, portion oh, oh. of the pit. Click on that one. That's the one that I want. Yeah. It oh, gives, I must have misclicked. It, it gives the so false. It gives the false. Uh, the false sense of fairness. And totally when what they're realize. doing is balancing it. And, and oh, that Mario Kart has done a really good job. You know, now you're really making me wonder because I played a lot of Crash Team Racing as a kid. A lot of it. But I always played by myself because no one else wanted to play. I didn't have friends that lived near me. And my brother was old, you know, too old that he's like, I don't want to play that game. He was off doing whatever. So it's like, okay, I'm going to sit, put on, you know, here you go. This will probably date me. My CD Walkman, Mm -hmm. put that on. You know, play play my CDs and play my game. I wasn't bothering anybody, but I got so good at Crash Team Racing. And now you're making me wonder about the different shit that you get when you... Yeah, because that's actually yeah. really easy to program. Because you just make a program that first looks at your position. Then once it's looked at your position, it makes an if-then statement that then directs it to whatever pool of things are in it. So... I wonder how that algorithm handles if you hit the box, it starts selecting, and you get knocked back. That's a damn good when question. It, when oh. it actually checks your position. On a, especially on a close race where you get oh, yeah. hit by an item and you can drop seven points in the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you then get the unlucky fact that it checked before you got hit by said item, or do you then get luckier and have actually a comeback tool? One of the big things in fighting games is comeback mechanics, and I wonder how oh, that yeah. comeback mechanic works. In and that. it's it's like Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Items are the great randomizer. Oh yes, they are. I hate items in Smash Brothers. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big fan of what I call swords only mode. Mm-hmm. Laser sword, uh, the the non super hammer, the baseball bat. Oh yeah, the, home run the, bat. The oh. uh, the fire <laughs> the fire rod. The, the wand. The, well, the like, star wand and home run bat, in my opinion, are of the like bat items are like the top tier. Oh, ones. absolutely, that star thing. Just oh. but we, we, we throw those in, and so they're they're items, and they're a significant boost. Yeah, but they're still items that require skill. Yeah, yeah. Instead well, of I'm gonna throw this pokeball at you, and now there's a Charizard on the field. The I'm throw this pokeball, and it's Arceus. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that if me and Austin, that's one that we'll play against each other because there's enough randomness that nobody gets mad at the other one's skill level. If it is. <laughs> Unless a, you turn off items. Yeah, well, here's the, I was going to say, here's the deal. If it, it is a stock battle that is based on, like, uh, I can't remember the name of that mode where its percentage goes down and then you're out instead of hit off the side. Okay. Um, hmm. And it's a fair. 1v1 skill, he hates it. If it is items and normal stuff and the chaos that ensues, he thrives in that comparatively. 
Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I would go about it like I do every fighting game and go after him. He'd just jump around, grab all the items, chuck them, do all this. Yeah. Yeah. And so it always just annoyed the hell out of me that, you know, I can't say he's not playing it like it should be played or he's not playing a fighting game if it is a fighting game. Because that's another element to it. It's all fair and all's game. Uh, but Dad? it always feels bad losing to like a stupid son that's rotating around the damn thing that he threw. The pinball bouncer. Oh, bumper. that don't. The pinball bumper. That you don't uh, see is there because the stage is dark and all of a sudden, ping! Or the alien invaders alien that comes down, grabs you, and flies off. Huh. Also, fun to note, if you hit it before you pick it up, it turns purple. That's even harder to escape from. It's just BS stuff like that. Huh. Or, you know, like I said, the uh, the Raithalos assist trophy or the... Uh, oh, assist trophies are the worst, because then you're fighting something. Garudon. Even if he wasn't Pokeball. skilled, like, he could sit there and not be skilled, but you get, like, a legendary Pokemon assist trophy, tosses it out there, I'm like, oh, so you get a free stock on me, okay. I see. I'll just jump off then. I'll wait for this <laughs> thing to go away and I'll jump off. <laughs> just kill myself. I'll go out on my own terms. I'm bubbling up and I'm going to duck and I'm going to hope that I can hide. Well, the sad thing is, is that my And main... see, that's why you play Kirby and just go whoop, 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 whoop. That no, no, no. You. you play Jigglypuff whoop, whoop, and you go whoop, 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 and then you put them to sleep. Jigglypuff. Well, I always play Bowser, so it doesn't help I love I'm a big bodied thing and I love Kirby. It's gonna hit me. Because Kirby is just like ah! I, I love grabbing to... Kirby and chucking him off the side of your head. That's what I, I used to be. And then a link Kirby mate. just comes back. Boop, 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 Not if you hit him enough. I used to be a link main. Nowadays <laughs> I'm more like a toon link or a young link main mm-hmm. or cloud. I like cloud a lot. I love the Fire Emblem characters. Swords. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm going to have to ask for that for my birthday. Uh, so we're sitting at about a minute and, or an hour and 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, hour 35. <laughs> Sorry, so, I guess it went long. No, we, we did good. This is right about where we're, where we're aiming to be. Uh, next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about party gaming and a little bit more about the social interaction of party gaming, because I think we did scratch a little bit of the surface of that today with the getting salty and the mm-hmm. things that... Uh, <laughs> And Some people should not play party games. And that'll be the end of our multiplayer madness month. Uh, anything we're looking forward to? Anything on the side that we want to say before we sign off tonight? I will say I discovered last night that I could download Dauntless on my Nintendo Switch. You mean Monster Hunter Live? Yes, shut up. <laughs> Baby's first Monster Hunter? I, en- I enjoy the game. That's fun. No. I'm I can't play it anymore, but yes. <laughs> I'm I'm just excited because I'm like, ooh, this game that I can play with other people while not playing with other people while on my Switch in bed. Yeah. Click, 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 Hey, click. hey Matt. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're the Monster Hunter world player at the table? Mm-hmm. What do you, you have more hours that, than I do. That That's that's uh, baby's first Monster Hunter. Oh, well, yeah, that is. I've played other things besides Monster Hunter World. Yes, I do know that. <laughs> Come step into uh, 3G. I, ha- I have played it on the PS, the PSP. Yeah. That's the kind of Monster Hunter that when you when you get carded, you curse. Because you're losing money. Money doesn't... Zinnies don't flow like they're coming from heaven like they do in Monster Hunter no. World. No, no. No. Oh, no, no. Come step into the real world. When you sell gear so you can go hunting... You've reached the bottom. 
Yeah, I've done that. Oh, um, yeah. oh I will say one thing. Leaving, and it's, it's been a meme on Facebook. Remember, remember, kids, a lot of kids just got a lot of fighting games for the first time. Make, to, make sure to show them a great time when they get online with what they think they know. You know, know I'm, your place trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step this one up, too. Uh, first thing I do with the Soul Calibur 6, I go to look at what other people created uh, fighters online. Oh, it's a good nightmare. I'm expecting. Okay. Oh. Vol- Voldo and Ivy costumes. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting sluts and horse. Yeah. yeah. I'm expecting this. But I'm also expecting, you know, a Goku knockoff or, oh, uh, yeah. or you know, knockoff. something. Like that. No. First, second character, second custom character that loaded on my first time going, taking an online take a look. Mm-hmm. Tits. Yep. Yep. Ah. <sighs> You're like, oh, this oh, is, this lovely. is the world this is, of degeneracy. I, I will not be allowed. I will not be able to share this game with my daughter at this time mm-hmm. and time right now. Just be like, I have to watch her play, mm-hmm. and she can't go online. Yep, that's oh, fine. Oh come on, we were playing what's the name of that game in front oh, of you? Dragon now? Crown, and that's just tits and ass. But that's fine. That is tits. I'm not. I'm talking about legit. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. There were nipples showing on a on a topless model. Okay, yep. never yeah. mind then. Oh yeah, no that. People have figured out they could put an object over the uh, the Barbie chest. Yeah. They yeah. could then turn around and put a sticker so they looked like they had nipples. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you get too much customization, you, you, realize, you realize real quick in that situation, especially in Soul Calibur, I remember when that optimization just came out. And I was like, oh, this one's 12 or alone in the basement at 30. Those are the two options. I know that this one's male. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat this one as quick as I can, and I'll think about the enjoyment they may be getting from this fight. Oh, no. Throw them off the stage. I made two custom characters. <laughs> All right. First one I made was, of course, Superhero Brian. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. You, got, you got no choice. It's, you do it's that. built like a. It, no matter how. You can't make a fat Brian. <laughs> so I made, <laughs> I, I made a long black hair, wearing glasses, long coat. Yeah, okay, cool. I actually even know how to use the weapon he's got. Cool. Go for it. My second character, I made a Japanese schoolgirl. Yep. With armor on the legs and the arms and the chest. And when they break the armor, it it's reveals schoolgirl underneath. Cool. That works out really well. Mm-hmm. I gave it Mitsurugi's weapon because that's my yeah, primary that's character. Main. That's mm-hmm. my main. Mitsurugi, as a schoolgirl, you notice that all of a sudden... Half of his victory stances are crouches with <laughs> upskirt shot. Yep. Oh, great. Now I look like a pervert. You're like, great. I'm, I'm the bad person now. <laughs> I'm the one they, 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 they don't rate the online content because of. Matt thinks I'm a 12-year-old or a 30-year-old in my basement. And immediately ran up with Astroth and threw you off the stage just so I could go on to another game. Uh, I mean, you do have a dungeon in the back. This is true. Die, scrub. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then, folks. uh, See you next week. Bye. Signing off. Hi. The music brought to you by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. The intro music is Faster Does It, and our outro music is Dark Sea Light.